Thanks for joining us today for TED Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Ernesto Solorzano. Ernesto is a safety professional with over 16 years of direct experience managing safety programs for general industry and construction. He is a CHST, CSP, and most recently acquired Certified Associate in Project Management from PMI. Hi, Ernesto. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? Ah, I'm doing good. Probably not as good as you. You know, we were talking about uh, pre-show here that our weather is 39 and yours out in California is what? (laughs) I think it's going to get up to 80, 81 today. Uh, similar weather. I mean, <laughs> give or take 40, 50 degrees, right? <laughs> hey, uh, thank you, first of all, for being on our show today. We're excited to have you on. Um, can you kind of give our audience just a little bit of background about you and kind of your safety background, if you would, please? A little bit of background about myself. I actually started in the industry back in 2007. I started off in the oil and gas industry as a refinery operator, and I did that for several years. And I started taking OSHA classes that I started paying for out of pocket. I started taking classes online and evenings and weekends. And I basically just fell into safety, just like many other safety professionals. You just sort of, you know, take a class or maybe, you know, get in, get some, you know, gain some sort of interest in, in safety. And then you just, you know, basically continue along. So that's what happened to me. I, I eventually started taking more and more classes. I started figuring out how to get into the field and what other training or certifications I could get. And shortly thereafter, I was able to get into a demolition company hmm. as a safety specialist, a, a very, you know, entry-level type of role where I received a lot of training for one of my, one of my colleagues. And I kept, I kept going to classes and, and taking more trainings. I eventually finished my associate's degree in fire science. I eventually went back to school and I finished uh, my bachelor's degree in occupational health and safety from Cal State Fullerton. And I took about a year and a half off and eventually went back to get a master's degree in public policy. And all the entire time through my educational endeavor, I was working full-time as a uh, safety professional and using the knowledge and the education I was gaining in the classroom and applying it directly to the field. That's, I was going to say that's great and not always easy to do uh, juggling education and being in the workforce at the same time. And your edu- your educational background is very impressive. You seem like you must enjoy being that kind of lifelong learner too. Is that a, true? A, a true? A true lifelong really, learner I mean, too. Yeah, it, it's impressive and that's not, you know, something that everyone is up for. I, I, yeah, I'm one of them is not up for it. You can just tell by the way I talk sometimes, right? So is that something that you kind of have a, a passion for, continuous education? 
Yes, that's definitely one of my passions. Actually, I my, my wife tells me all the time, she, she says, you, you need to stay still. <laughs> and uh, actually just finished a project management certification program uh, just over a month ago. That was sort of my next milestone after obviously um, getting my master's degree. I wanted to do some more project management and get some more education around project management. So I enrolled in a project management certification program. I just finished it over a month ago and I sat for the PMI CAPM certification and I passed the certification and I got my PMI CAPM, you know, badge and certification over the mail just over a week ago. So just another great field and and industry set of knowledge that's able to help me understand projects and help uh, manage them and help manage them efficiently and effectively. And so I'm definitely a, a lifelong learner and I like to, I like to promote that and like to instill that in other safety professionals that are, that are coming into the field. No, I think that's a great thing. And congratulations to you too. Yes, very much. Thank you very much. So when we talk about safety, you know, obviously one thing that we always often bring up is culture, right? How, how do you build people into a safety culture? How, how do you help that process? I mean, obviously you have a lot of education, right? But building a culture, um, that's a good basis. But how do you do that? Well, so it, it's uh, building a culture. For example, I'm currently with a company that does electrical construction. And obviously they have a culture, right? They, they, they have a, a culture that's already integrated into their, their, their crews or their people or their leadership. And so number one, trying to create a culture um, is, is, uh, could be very challenging. If you want to change a culture, it's very, it, it could take a very long time. But I think the way that I try to create a culture, a couple things that come to mind immediately when I think about creating a culture is I think of communication and, you know, specifically safety communication. But of course, there's other communication that is key for a team or for a group or for a company to be successful. But just referring to sp uh, safety right now, safety communication is huge in order to, to build and, and grow our culture. And, and when I think more about safety communication, I think about communicating uh, hazards or communicating when someone or a crew needs a, a specific piece of equipment. So in order to improve a, or, or, you know, start a safety culture is you have to be able to, you have to be able to speak up and you have to be able to speak up about what you need or what you see. And another thing that I like to really instill in individuals is stop work authority, the right to speak up when you see something or when you, you know, when you see something unsafe where, where something needs to be done and someone needs to stop. And someone needs to have a converse, a safety conversation with a crew or with an individual, because obviously us as safety professionals, we let's just say, for example, myself, I'm, I obviously work in a construction environment. You know, I'm one individual with one set of eyes, but there's 60 other people here. And the more I promote speaking up, communicating with one another, the more I communicate stop work authority the more engaged I can make my, my people out on the front line and the more they do that as I start to grow the culture with them and the more I have safety conversations with them, I'm hoping that they obviously improve and that they speak to one another and say, you need to have your glasses on or, hey, I need you to go address this issue or take care of this or remind this individual about something. 
or stop that crew or stop that person. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you bring up a good point, starting with communication and speaking up. It's not always an easy thing to do. So by leading by example and making them feel comfortable, I would think for lack of words, uh, that peer pressure standard of, well, I don't want to be the one to say anything. Not always, not always easy to speak up, correct? No, no, not at all. It's actually, you know, very challenging. And so we have to make an environment where we have to promote and we have to make an environment where people feel comfortable. And, you know, the more we can do that, the better it is. So we have to be able to listen to the concerns that people have. Of course, that would require them to actually bring them up. But we have to create that environment where, you know, number one, they bring them up. And number two, we, we have to listen, us as leaders, us as management, us as safety professionals, we have to listen to what their concerns are and we have to address them. We have to, you know, take action. And that's, I think that's one of the biggest things that sort of deters people's, the reasons why people don't bring anything up is because nothing gets done. But mm-hmm. us, like I said, us as leaders, us as management or, or safety professionals and, and people that have this, this responsibility to obviously do perform a job, if, if someone brings up a, con- a concern, you know, you have to, you know, close the loop and circle back up with the individual. You know, you might have to, you know, follow up on a standard. You might have to clarify something. You might have to get something in place and then go back to the individual and say, I heard your concern. I did some follow-up research. I, you know, investigated something and you know what, we're going to, you know, we're going to improve that or we're going to get that in place or you know what, we're going to stay away from that area until it's mitigated or until it's done or to, until it's barricaded. Yeah, you know, I, I think what you brought up is an excellent, excellent point, which I hope all safety professionals are, are listening to right now is follow up, right? I mean, even if you don't have the answer, it shows that you care, right? And that goes so far with our employees and our workers out there that it's something that I think a lot of people forget about. Um, when I had safety professionals working for me, that was my big thing. You can ask any of them. It was always follow up, follow up. Oh, then after that, follow up. You know, it doesn't, I don't expect you always to have the answer because sometimes as safety professionals, we don't, but we can find out the answer. And guess what? Sometimes the answer may not be what they want to hear, but they still need to find out what the answer is. Is that kind of what you're going, going with? Definitely. Definitely. I think that's a great point. And like you said, I don't have all the answers. You know, there's times that I have to go and clarify something or, or go cross-reference or go cross-check something. But, and, and like you said, sometimes the answer that they're going to get you know, sometimes a response that you may give may be something that they don't want to hear, but they do need that follow up. And I think that helps build that, uh, that trust. It helps build that relationship and it definitely helps the process of, of, you know, promoting and increasing and kind of making that engaged workforce. I agree. I, I want to kind of go back a couple steps when we talked about, um, you know, starting a culture and you said something along the lines of depending on where you are, you either have to create a culture or sometimes you have to change a culture. Which one do you think is more challenging, creating it from scratch or changing it? I think changing it is probably yeah. more challenging. I would agree. I think when you're, when you're sort of in the infancy stage, let's just say a new company or a new crew, it's it probably fair, you know, pretty easy or it's easier to kind of get everyone on the same page and say, okay, guys, this is, you know, this is what we're going to do, or this is how we're going to operate, or this is, this is the expectation. Mm-hmm. However, you know, an, a, a safety professional coming into a company, 
that obviously has a way they do business and the way they handle safety and the way they manage safety and the way they manage their workforce, a new health and safety professional can come in with good ideas and a good, you know, background knowledge, skill set. But to change that culture is going to be a challenge. And most importantly, to change that culture is going to take time. So you can't come into an organization thinking that you're going to change everything because I think that's unrealistic. The company op- obviously operates a certain way and you're going to, you're going to make changes and you're going to make improvements, but they're going to take time and they're going to be small and incremental. And, and I've learned that along the way where obviously you cannot come into a role or, and come into a company and you're looking at the environment and you're looking at the way the crews or the company operates and you could you know, glaringly see that there's, let's just say 40 things that you would want, you would, you need to change that you would want to change and improve. Well, you have to keep that in the back of your mind, but what, what you, what you need to do in the short term is just small little increment, incremental changes, little by little work with your management team, work with your, your manager work with a group and, and, and just start to kind of bring, bring up uh, ideas and, and start to roll things out little by little. No, I agree. I think that's very good. I was also going to say this, I guess what you've already talked about talks about how to maintain a safety culture. And I know you talked about, um, you know, management needing that support. If, if you go in as a safety professional and you don't have that support coming down, is that going to be hard to maintain that? And what, I guess, what kind of things can we do to overcome that if you have to convince not only the workforce, but the management that this culture is important? Yeah. If you don't have the, if you don't have the, the higher level management or the management support to help you promote a safety culture, it's going to be a, a very challenging, uh, you know, role uh, and environment for you to, to essentially be successful to promote a safety culture. So you need that management support. You need that management buy-in. And I think, um, you know, a few ways to do that is to, is to get them engaged. You need to have the conversations about, you know, about what you're seeing, about what support you need and about how you would like to approach things, make it a team, team and a collaborative effort. You know, you can bring up your ideas or you can bring up the way that you've implemented something or you've addressed something, but get your management involved. And the more they're involved in and how they think it would work and how we could all collaborate as a team in order to introduce something or improve something. I think that helps the support piece that health and safety professionals definitely need. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say, um, Ted, I've heard you kind of talk about this. We talk about safety culture, but then when we talk about getting management involved and support that process, Ted, sometimes you take the approach of looking at it as not only just a safety culture, but an overall business culture. Do you yep. think, what are, what are both of your thoughts on that as far as making it seem more all-encompassing so people get that safety is part of a business, you need, you need all these factors to run? Well, I think, yeah, I, I, you know, obviously I truly believe in that because I think you have to have a culture throughout the company uh, before you can be successful in the safety area. And um, you've already brought up a couple of Good points. Communication, right? If you don't have the communication, it's really hard to be successful in whatever you're doing. Um, you can still probably do it, but it you can't be quite as efficient. So to me, it's about culture of the company. And, and you have to have what your last question was um, about was, you know, being able to 
um, have the management support. You know, the upper, the C-suite uh, people have to be able to uh, be able to um, know that safety is not the only culture. The culture within the company is utterly important for them to be successful. You know, you got to have production, you got to have quality, and you got to have safety for a company to be um, successful. So, I, I truly do believe, kind of what you're saying, is that we have to have that overall total culture. What What are your thoughts? I agree with you. A lot of times, for for different companies, you 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 see, you know, kind of a slogan or a line where you where it says safety is our number one priority. Mm. Oh, don't don't get me started on that. Yeah. <laughs> I I see that, and I'm like I'm like no, you know. So I I understand, you know. Obviously, I understand as a professional, as a you know professional that worked in a business, is you know what they're trying to communicate and the message they're trying to give. Mm-hmm. However, you know we understand as 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 leaders, as management, as safety professionals that priorities change. Right, the priority that you have today is probably not the priority you're going to have tomorrow. Well, so even safety, in a couple hours, sometimes, right? Right, especially in construction. Even in a couple hours, we could have us run into a situation right now where we just hit a, a you know a water line, and now the water line rupture and damages our priority. So, safety cannot be a business, you know number one priority it needs to be a, a sort of a, a value or or a something that's directly integrated into their business that that's part of a business culture but not necessarily a priority because our priorities change and shift every day maybe even hour or minute or every week and so safety is just as important as quality and quality is just as important as productivity i like to see all of them sort of at the same level the same playing field and obviously, there's there has to be a balance. You have to maintain the balance between productivity, safety, and quality. But you have to be able to balance. Okay, can we do this safely? Can we do this, you know, effectively, right, productively? And can we do this with the highest level of quality? And if the answer is no to one of those, then you have to see and you have to determine what you need to tweak in order to sort of align all three of them. But if you're compromising productivity for safety, or if you're compromising quality for safety, then I think that's where the, the the team or the group needs to assess how can we sort of align our business or our activities to get the most safe, productive, you know, highest level of quality type of service or product. Yeah, I think you're right. Finding that balance is not always mm-hmm. easy. Um, you know, a lot of our conversation today has been on on culture. And it sounds like that's a passion of yours in the safety world. There's so many different facets. Now, I know you have an extensive background in safety in various industries, correct? Just kind of talking about that, um, whether it's culture related or just safety in general, um, is there an area that's been more challenging? I would say, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's an area that, that's more challenging um, my my direct experience is actually the the majority of my health and safety experiences in general industry, mm-hmm. primarily in a manufacturing environment. I think early on in my career, a lot of the challenges that I had were around workforce that was that was scared to speak up okay. and, and scared scared to speak up about uh, issues or safety issues. You know, certain things not being in place. And another big challenge was around people that don't speak English. So. English not being their primary language. Like a la- so the language odd- barrier? Right, a, a language barrier. And so, you know, obviously if you have a group of individuals that don't read English, mm-hmm. that have very limited understanding of English, and that becomes a very, very challenging environment. 
when it comes to doing safety meetings or any other safety related topic, anytime you're trying to introduce a new procedure, a new process, rolling out a, a safety message. So that, that becomes a, a very, very challenging environment to, you know, to work in as a safety professional. Yeah, I kind of actually, that kind of brings us back around to how important culture is, because when I asked you the question, you know, you've worked in, you know, general industry, but a lot of different segments of it, that it's not really what segment that you're in that deciphers if things are, I guess, more of a struggle. It's really, you said the workforce and their ability or comfortableness to speak up so that again, goes back to, to culture. So it doesn't really matter what industry as much as it matters what kind of culture that industry has. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yes, yeah. I think so. Definitely. That's good. That, that um, I think we talk about culture a lot, but I think it's something that just needs to be talked about. Oh, a- absolutely. I think, uh, you know, you have to be able to create that culture and, and every company is a little bit unique, right? And everything that they do, you brought up a good point, you know, with the priorities are always changing. Um, and so that, that I think is, is important to remember when you're building a culture and looking at a culture, um, that every, everyone's a little bit unique. I know I have a lot of people come up to me, Hey, uh, Ted, how, how can we take care of uh, these issues here at, at our company? Why? Well, I, I don't know what, what, I need to know more, more about it because there's certain things that are unique to each one of our companies that, that we all work for. And we got to make sure that we're uh, hitting those correctly to build that culture correctly. Yes, definitely. Every environment, every, you know, every company is unique and, and you need to, you need, you, there's no one size fits all, you know, approach or solution. And you need to be able to, to tweak your, your, your approach and your solutions in order to adapt it to the the environment and the workforce as best as possible. I love that. There's no one size fits all when it comes to culture. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Very well, very good. And and now you came up with that. Great I, I, job. That might, that might be the title of this podcast. So <laughs> I, I, we really appreciate you joining us today, Ernesto. And if anyone needed to get a hold of you, um, how could they reach out? They could reach out uh, via phone or email. I could I could provide that. Um, I can provide that now or, or, uh, or after the, the, uh, the podcast recording here. Uh, sure. You can um, let our listeners know right now if that works for you. Okay. Uh, the, the best one would be email Ernesto at ErnestoSafety.com. So pretty easy. Perfect. That is easy. Wow. And simple. <laughs> well, we really, yeah. we really appreciate you joining us. And we just wanted our, our listeners to know, too, we, we talked a lot about being a lifelong learner. Uh, right now, uh, we at Total Health and Safety Solutions are offering online training that you can access at our website, uh, healthandsafetynow.com. So feel free to look at that. Sometimes um, in person is always great, but the online option, especially in today's world, is a benefit. So we would love your feedback. And in different languages, too. Correct. Oh, great. And in different languages, too. At our website, it's under TED Ed and take a peek. But now, as Ted always says, his favorite part of the podcast, That's we true. have it a is. couple jokes for you, Ernesto. Are you, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I have the first one here. <laughs> um. What did the tomato say to the other tomato during a race? Oh, boy. You're going to be shocked when the answer comes <laughs> no, out. Trust me. Yeah, really. I know. I'm, okay. I'm always shocked when these answers come uh, up. Yeah. So what did the tomato say to the other tomato during a race? Ketchup. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's a good one. That's a good one. I gotta start using those with my I kids. I don't think we ever got that. That's a good joke. And I don't think we get that very that off the bar. Sometimes we're just like, oh, okay. Thank okay. you, Ernesto. My, my, my kids are still a little too uh, too young to understand jokes. Uh, the oh. oldest one is four. Oh. So, well, you can never we start them too young. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do okay. you have, Ted? Okay, why shouldn't you write with a broken pen? Why shouldn't you write with a broken pen? Oh, I know this is not going to be the answer, but I'll just say it anyways. Because it'll fully break or something like that. Because it's pointless. <laughs> oh, hey, you were on the right track. Yes, you were. Right? At I, I least you gave right it an track. answer, right? right yeah. Hey, again, thank you very much for being on Ted Speaks today and um, look forward to uh, working with you here in the future. Thanks so I much, Ernesto. I appreciate your time. You guys have a great day. You too. Have, enjoy your day. Have a super safe thank day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week. 